Hello and welcome to another Bertie and Paul podcast. I am delighted, really delighted to be uh, back with Martin Henry. How are you doing? Hi Paul, thanks for having me on again. Delighted, delighted. to be here. So I'm an old man. I'm going to keep saying I'm an old man, but the half three kick-off or whatever kick-off it was yesterday, I was pouring cold water over it, but it looked pretty special. Did you Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I mean, there's not there's not going to be many times in your lifetime that you get an opportunity to go up to Celtic Park on a Tuesday afternoon at half three to watch a game, unless you're going to watch the reserves or under twenties or something. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Uh, that was quite exciting. Um, I must admit, about halfway through the first half, when I clocked the time on the scoreboard. I got really confused and didn't know what day of the week it was. It suddenly <laughs> felt like Saturday afternoon, and I thought, oh, great. But I uh, still had the, the the week to face when I got got home again. So, no, it was, uh, it was fine and good turnout. I think they announced the crowd at 50,000, uh, which for a, a Tuesday afternoon reserve game is pretty good. Yeah, and the, the huddle, the huddles when, like, Spanish media's picked up, and I'm reading the news, and there's lots of people... It looked amazing. That level yeah, of noise. Do, 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 keep going, yeah, you know. It does look pretty good when you're in the stadium. And, I mean, we only do it when we're winning. So, you know, everyone's in a good mood at that point. <laughs> two now. You know, we can afford to turn our backs on the game and jump around and have a carry on. But it, it does look quite a good spectacle. And the stand I'm in is typically, I would say, it's probably the quietest stand Yeah. Uh, probably the the demographs probably quite grumpy as well so it's always the last to, to join in as well no, so not my auntie claire my auntie claire's not grumpy at the football yeah. <laughs> so, so and then so then right before we get into football like i don't drink anymore right so i've, I've stopped i don't drink i've not drank for many months but when you leave the stadium i just want to know that just tell me the truth at 20 to 6 or quarter to 6 so you've still got a whole night to go I know it's a Tuesday night but surely you must have been in a really good frame of mind just to phone the missus and say I'll see you next Thursday yeah see you later <laughs> see you later uh, I'm going for a walk so I, kind of, I kind of felt that everyone was in a bit of a rush to get there though because it wasn't right. uh, I think people were almost finishing early and then having to get back home and stuff, I didn't. It, it didn't. It didn't have the the normal kind of uh, party atmosphere that you have. You know, walking up to the ground for European games. I mean, people are usually just absolutely uh, sozzled on on the way up to a European game and just you know totally pumped up for it. And then typically the first fifteen minutes of the game, there's just people wandering around with a ticket, not knowing where they're sitting and stuff. <laughs> Up. But was it? It wasn't quite like that yesterday. Yeah. Everyone seemed to be on their their best behaviour because they'd obviously had to come straight from work. Yeah, maybe that's just me. Maybe maybe that's the reason why I'm in Ireland, not back home. Because yeah. I'd be getting red cards all the time. I mean, yeah. I'm like it's quarter to six, quarter past six. I might as well just uh, disappear down this wee <laughs> rabbit hole here. Rabbit hole, eh? Uh, so. Okay, you're sitting there, and I'm sensing something's changed. Are you sensing it? Are you seeing? Are you feeling it? Sitting watching Kyoto, uh, sort of Jota's work rate, 
their understanding. Mm. Are you seeing it now that he's Angie said they've had a month together settled. Mm-hmm. So are you seeing it? Are you feeling it? Or? So I think the last time we spoke, it was just after the was it just after the Dundee United game at home, uh, and we drew one each. And at the time, I was saying, well, actually, I know it's a draw and we drop points, but it was actually a pretty exciting game. We created a lot of chances. Yes, we still look ropey at the back, but that was, you know, four weeks ago. Uh, ironically, since then, we've now won, uh, since since the break, we've come back and won three games, two two away. We've, we've won at home in Europe against a, a team that beat us last year. Easy. So I think the, the away win thing we, we talked about last time as well was a was a monkey to get off our back, which we've done, and then suddenly you get one when another comes along. So I think the fact that we're picking up points in the league again, um, you know, automatically puts everyone in a better frame of mind. Um, and there's no doubt that we have some really, really good players in the team. Um, you know, when when you look at Jota, um, you know, he seems to just be getting better and better with each game. Um, he, you know, is very, very tricky on the ball. He's he's not a player who looks for the backward pass. He's always looking forward, and you know, he he'll take players on. Too too often, you get players uh, in in that front position. You know, almost try to beat a man. Don't don't think they can, and you know, we're passing back all the way. Yeah. Uh, it's happened know, a lot. Defense. Um, you know, if you think how we were playing last year, it was pretty grim. You know, so he's a player that as soon as he's got the ball, things start to happen. Does he? Um, does he get the fans off their seats? Does he? Yeah, you, you can hear that the, the seats, the seat backs going up every time he gets the ball because <laughs> the seat. Um, Interesting. Just we'll just go back to Jota quickly then. So Angie says, when Angie Angie said, he knew he had the talent. But we're just trying to get his work rate, understanding what he has to do as a an overall player. Do you see that? Because you're standing, you're watching him. Are you are you seeing a bit more coming back or getting? It? I mean, the, the goal is is, a, mm-hmm. is is an example of that sort of doctrine coming to his game. But that can only yep. that just excites me now. I'm like, right, okay, we've got a great, a, potentially a great Celtic player for a couple of years. But then if he's got the working back stuff or the positional sense, are you seeing that or am I jumping ahead? No, I think he's, he's a hard-working player, but I think the team at the moment is working pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not a case... Again, last year, a lot of the time it felt flat, it felt lazy, it felt disjointed. There didn't seem to be any real links between the different areas of the pitch and, you know transition of play was poor whereas I think you know when we've got the ball we're breaking quick we're making fast forward movements and equally when we don't have the ball we get back into some sort of shape quickly mm-hmm. people know where they should be and you know in the in the opposition's half we are we're pressing heavily and you, you saw that the the second goal was a result of McGregor pressing it wasn't yeah wasn't um you know created out of anything spectacular it was just about pressing and again it wasn't a thumping challenge or anything it was just 
you know, intensity in their half, putting pressure on defenders. And, you know, the, the mistake came and McGregor's good enough to then dink a pass through. Before you know it, um, you know, the ball's in the back of the net. Also, I mean, there's, there's, there's a bit of uh, bravery as well. And there's also a player now that's uh, is scoring great goals at Far Park. And then suddenly, yeah. he's in a European game. I mean, I was looking at the. I'm looking. At, I like looking at run about after nine games this season. How many players have had minutes? And our midfield have got a lot of minutes. McGregor isn't the top, but that that can only that can only be good for us. I think in terms of experience and what we always ask for: young players getting a chance. Yeah. No, absolutely. As I said, I think the first time I came on said he looks a good player um, and, you know, a month on, he's he's starting to deliver um, and it's one thing to be delivering in the, in, in the domestic league, but to be, you know, to be given a, a, a team a really hard time in Europe as well, um, you know, is, is really, really promising and, and good to see. And Turnbull, Turnbull's in this the transfer market thing, Turnbull's top he's a top player minutes in the park then it's Ralston then Hart then Starfelt and then McGregor so it's interesting just interesting that uh, suddenly from a guy that was a what a bit player from a player that didn't even really get to us because of the injury and that embarrassing photoshop thing and then now he's he's scoring goals in Europe and yeah, I love that I love seeing that sort of stuff yeah, yeah so. I mean, I think I think Turnbull's a, a good player. Um, he he definitely seems to be getting a wee bit of stick this season. I'm not. I think everyone expects him to put in a ten out of ten performance every game, but That's not happening. I think he's he's come from Motherwell, so you know the number of games that he's now having to play, the expectation level, you know, it's, it's all stepped up a level. He's now having to play into Europe. He's just broken into the Scotland squad. You know, essentially, he's still pretty young and, and inexperienced. Yeah. Um, so I think you have to leave a little bit of room in there for some inconsistency and you know some non ten out of ten performances. Um, but you know, he's certainly going to be an asset for us for for years to come. Um, so it's you know it's, it's it's very good to see. Plus, obviously, the fact that he's he's Scott fish as well is is, yeah, is always nice. Fans like to see. And Angie said. Angie, it's, it's a really good phrase. It, I know it's not easy to play the way we play. So, and then he said, but, so that, that's a great phrase. Like, just, it's not easy. He, so he's saying to himself, he's acknowledging that this is difficult, you know? And then he's saying, but if we match the crowd's energy, if we get that energy with the crowd, it's, it's just a different way he's looking at it. And we give this relentlessness, and then he says at the end, he's standing on the touchline, and he realised that the the energy levels that Ferrabashi was putting into the game couldn't continue. And I, I like I, I see that I sense that a lot in rugby. You can watch rugby games. You think Scotland can do this for fifty minutes, fifty five, but then yeah. England are bringing on these massive guys and they can't continue that they need as you said that a little bit of quality now Angie's watching this and asking his players to go to the well and but I acknowledge it's difficult but it, it worked didn't it yeah you know I mean? and I think 
I think yesterday, I mean, one of the things that um, fans always talk about and, you know, 60 minutes on the clock if, if, if the game's not going in your favour, it's, you know, make, yeah, make some okay. subs. Or if, if, if they do make some subs, at, you know, after the game, it was the wrong subs and why did they bring on him? He should have yeah. done this, etc. Whereas I think yesterday, um, the changes that, that he made uh, with uh, Jackamakis coming on and Beaton coming on, um, you know, they... And, and then the last one was, was scales, but that was more of a that was more of a an injury situation to to Montgomery. Um, but the the two subs he made, you know, totally uh, changed the the dynamic again. Giacomacus was, I think, the best word for it. He was a bit of a bully when he came on. The okay. the team we've got, as much as it's it's quick on the ground, it's crafty, it's clever. Um, there's not really anyone that, that nasty in the team. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's no really um, causing bother and being a bit of a pest. Um, it's all it's all about playing really nice, fast, free flowing football. He came on and you know was was holding the ball up, drawing fouls, uh, you know, th- throwing himself up for challenges, um, and it just it helped break up the play and just let. Uh, you know, let us recover when we needed to, to recover and, and, and take our time, catch our breath, um, which was good to see because it's the total opposite of of, of uh, Kyogo, who's just, you know, wanting to make runs all the time. Yeah, he just keeps your, moving, didn't he? Um, so it was, it was a totally different outlook having him come on. I mean, the, I mean, the beauty of having Angie as the manager is he just tells you how it is. So he's come back mm-hmm. and said... Glakimakis uh, has benefited from the international break, the two weeks, and that that's yeah. great. He's telling you now, and he's expecting him to move on. I mean, he ha- has only played bit part games, but again, this is the thing that I sort of in my head going to this podcast was the stuff that I listen to, the stuff that I read about. It's all about essentially eleven players on the park. All, Who's gonna? Is Julian gonna play with Starfield? Is Julian gonna play with Calvin? But real, realistically, that world doesn't isn't here. It's not real. Man City gets a nineteen-year-old player scoring from last night. Like these teams are these are squads, and and when your manager talks about a relentless push into ninety-three minutes of this football, we need loads of players to play, and they just need to be going back to that word again. Have that bit of quality about them and belief. And and if he can come into a winning team, that's that's great. That's just it's just another yeah. little because Kyojo can't keep doing what he's doing. It, it's virtually impossible. Larson couldn't do it. He's not going to be able to do it because he just get battered. So he's got to be yeah. able. To, we've got to be able to have that change. You know. Yeah, I think I think Kyogo will be someone. I think he will pick up injuries because as well as the opposition going for him. He's really intense when he doesn't have the ball, you know, and he flies about and he'll try and put in sliding tackles to to block defenders and things. You know, he's not it's not like he loses the ball and then he just kind of hangs yeah. up the park. He's 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 darting about everywhere, chasing the ball down. Um, you know, so he doesn't he doesn't have much recovery time in a game. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not one that goes and looks up the running stats or anything, <laughs> but 
I would imagine he covers a, a hell of a lot of ground during a game because he, he just doesn't stop whether he's got the ball or not. I mean, he is now. Jeez, yeah. I mean, at, at, my, at my sort of quieter times, I'm thinking, Angie should just say to him, do you know any, any of like, This is my scouting. Any, any of your mates yeah. when I come across that? I mean, I mean, because breath of fresh air, character, drive, quality, phenomenal goals. But then you go back to it's a thug life at the weekend. I mean, Mullerwell. Mullerwell are like those little boys that get really excited and they just keep running, don't they? They just run into you. <laughs> and then they're like, I'm really sorry. I'm like, but that. Yeah. You're supposed to be better than that. They just run into players. Like the whole game was just, yeah. I don't want to talk about Mullerwell game, but it was just thuggery. They just run into people. Yeah. But I don't know if it's thuggery or just brain dead. Like they just don't want anything better. They just keep, they just, they just, the difference between the, the drop in quality and, the, you know what I mean? But anyway, hopefully, fingers crossed. The two players that I want to talk about, going back, we'll keep going back to the European game, but the, it, is, is James A coming back? Is he coming back? James is 30 years old now. Couldn't believe it. Is Forrest going to come back? And what's it like for him to come back into maybe a winning team? Whereas, like, I can imagine last year when he came into the team and Lennon's like, all right, James, you just beat a few guys and have a shot. (laughs) And we'll hope for the best. I wonder if that'll help him as a 30-year-old senior player to maybe bed himself in better because, because we'll need... With Mikey Johnson, we'll need players to, to rotate, but they'll have to be at a certain level, you know, or else it'll just drop off a cliff again. Yeah, so I mean, I think we're fortunate at this point because, you know, I think that front three that started yesterday, Abada, Kyogo and, and Jota, is potentially the first choice at the moment. If a fit forest comes back, that's great because... You know, if Abada, for example, who didn't look as good yesterday as he has looked, no, he's, he's fluctuating. But he's nineteen, isn't he? He's nineteen, so he's going to fluctuate. Yeah, exactly. He's a young, he's a young guy. But you know, it, it, it's it's no downgrade to put on James Forrest uh, to start yeah. a game instead of him and, and give the guy a chance to to work on a few things in training and then come back in the team. And you know, James Forrest will need to manage himself as well because, as you said, he's thirty. He's now picked up quite a few injuries over yeah. the last year or so, so you know we need to we need to be careful with him. But <laughs> not 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 neck injuries because he doesn't have one. <laughs> no, no neck injuries. Uh, but you know what he's shown is when he came back in at the start of the season. Yeah, he, he is a good player still. Yeah, uh, he, he, he can play at a good level. Uh, he's he scored in Europe. Um, you know, so he, he can still be an asset for us, which is which is great. Um, and the other guy that came on last night um, was was Mikey Johnson. So again, if you think um, of, of your front three that, that that started, and you've potentially got those two on the bench, um, you know, Mikey Johnson still has a, a lot to prove. He started off the the 2019-20 season very well. He got injured, and then we got Elanusi on loan. And he's not really ever consistently been back in the team since. Um, he did start that season quite well. Yeah, he did. Um, Scored some really good even, goals. Might have even started the Ibrox. I can't remember exactly the, the games he played, but he, 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 he does certainly played. 
Yeah, he's, he certainly played um, a number of games at the start of the season, but he got injured, Ellen Hussey came in, and that was kind of that. Um, and he's never had a, a run of games again, but he's definitely someone who looks like he's got a bit of quality, but needs to play games and kind of show that he can he can do something consistently and, and stay fit. But again, it's to do with narrative, isn't it? You, the naysayers, well, there's Mikey Johnson. And, and I, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I, like the, the whole Ralston package now is a different... That, that If anybody argues against it, Mikey Johnson not doing it for Celtic, you just say, well, look at Ralston. And then, then I think the argument then is, let's see, uh, can, he, can he get into the team? But if we're playing with three people up front all the time, with the amount of games, we're, we were basically playing another, another, we're playing everybody again until Rangers, you know? So there's plenty of time for players to get in. Uh, and I'd love to see him I'd love to see him getting better his decision making but I'd love to see him because again it's just another player and then then that slides down to the discussion about Bolly Ball and goalie you know what I mean like Angie did say if I've got players I'll use them he said that very start he said I don't care who's in the door as long as they're in the door I'll work with them yeah, and and I I get people thinking about bowling goalie. I don't really think about people that way. And I'm just like, okay, do we have another player that can play at a certain level? Can he be? Can he be a better player than he is just now? Yes. Yeah. Does he look up for it? Yes. Is he fast, direct? What's your view? Am I just taking? Am I? Just taking the motion out and just saying, right, get him in the chat manager team, or or is there things that? players do that are too big for him to come back but I, I thought he's playing very well yeah. yeah I mean I think if they're there and they can add value to the team then I'm always for it I know some people hate loans Jota's a loan <laughs> for example but you know he's adding value to the team so as long as it's adding value uh, I'm, I'm all for it of, of course they're you don't want a team full of loan players because that's not building any kind of future or legacy or, or momentum for season after season. But, you know, if people are there and they can add value to the team at, at a point in time, then, then you know, that's that's what you should be doing. Your, your job is to put the best team out in the park with the players you've got available. Uh, you know, so if you've got a guy that's, that's on a contract, uh, he's fit to play, uh, he's available to play and he wants to play then you know play him yeah, well, we're not we're not politicians we're football fans um, yeah, yeah and the, the thing is for me is that it's just that, that there's those sweet options isn't it you've got a team that people want to play for you and then suddenly you've got maybe more multiple options at left hand side of the fence you've got options when Jarrett comes back on the right hand side then you've got Julian maybe coming back but I don't see it not maybe December time maybe but it's going to take him a bit of time to come back and then we've still got well so we still have options of players that have played minutes this season yeah. uh, the only real place I think is midfield now but can we get to crumble the January transfer market and then see because the, the new CEO has said he'd back him uh, and, and McCarthy's as Dan Devaney says he's just going to be injured 
So you can't really, you can't, you can't. Match squad last night. No, he's taking on a niggly injury. But is it the midfield then that really is the place that we need to start looking at for Jack? And is that maybe see again being you're looking at you're always looking at places that we can be sort of caught out. I mean, another yeah. interesting thing was it? That was, I think there was only one player playing last night. They played the last game against them. You know what I mean? So the, the transformation in such a short while is there, but it's just looking at. Maybe Sorrow can pick up. Maybe maybe he's just has not in it just now. But I mean, if you look at yep. the top players, look, Turnbull's played. Ralston, Hart, Starfelt, McGregor, Abai, Rogic. Now, I could have put. I could have took loads of money from people if they are saying that Rogic's in the top ten minutes of a Celtic mm-hmm. team this year. I mean, it's just remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. Is that going to happen? All the time, not sure. Not gonna, not gonna curse it. But geez, another two months of that from Tom Rogic, I love it. Love it to see it. To see what sort of levels he can get to. But yeah, yeah. that's that. Maybe that's my only sort of concern just now. I'm not trying to burst anybody's bubbles. I'm just trying to try to look at the squad. Unless yeah. people like Henderson can come in, you know, because I think Henderson's a good player. I think they're all yeah. kind of good players. I think I think in that central area, obviously the three that started last night's been the kind of most popular three: McGregor, uh, the, the the deepest lying one, and then Turnbull and and Rogic. But I think if they're not available, you're talking about Beaton, mm-hmm. Sorrow, or McCarthy are the replacements, really. That's only really three. Is there anybody else I'm missing? There's not really anybody. Is there anybody else? So oh, I'm, not Scott, I'm sure Scott Bean. Scott Bean's that type of guy that will just jump on, take a strap, <laughs> take a bib. I'm not sure. Uh, Liam Shaw. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. A couple of the summer signings uh, from the Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I I don't know if if they could go in there, but I think even if they could, I think that the, the options that you're looking at are all more defensive midfield-minded rather than uh, playmakers, if that makes sense. Yeah, and we need that type. Ewan Henderson's 21. So, I mean, I think he's a good player, but then maybe he's not shown. He's uh, nowhere the team at the moment. He, he should be at 21, shouldn't he? You know? Yeah. So that's, that's my only sort of overplay... Uh, is that geez it's a lot of work for three guys to do plus internationals yeah I think the the only thing we'd say is that as long as it's not McGregor that's injured again so like say you lose <laughs> well, that's okay yes yeah, so say, say you lose uh, uh, Tom Rogic you can push McGregor up one mm-hmm. and play Beaton or McCarthy or uh, sorrow, you know, in that deeper lying role. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying they'll necessarily play it as well as as McGregor's been playing it or Scott Brown played it in his prime. But that that's they can at least fit into that role. Yeah. Um, it's if it's if you know replacing someone further up the park's difficult, and that's why is uh, you know McGregor's good because he can actually play. He can play a bit further up. Mm-hmm. Um, just so happens at the moment that he's the one that's playing furthest back at the moment. But I think the, the games, 
Yeah, the next couple of games, St Johnston home, Hibs away, which is really tough. Then Livy at home, then we've got Ferran Bars. Could be a really good time for us in terms of just getting, I mean, just sort of tying up tonight. is like Celtic are only four points behind with the top goal scorers in the league. We're the second best defence in the league. Dundee United are better than Rangers, and Rangers have lost seven, we've only lost six. These players are coming back. There seems to be a bit of positivity. We're getting more home games, which we didn't really get. So, and then uh, it looks like it's Steven Gerrard's last year at Rangers. They're not pulling as well as they were. Goals has not signed a new contract. Arfield's disappeared. Morelos has scored 5 and 15. Roof, I don't know what he's doing. He's not really came with the, the, sort of, the, the nonsense that we talked about at the start. So there definitely is a focus now, as Angie said. Yeah. Angie did say, look, well, I thought the league was one, guys, you know what I mean? And so Angie's definitely, there's definitely a point here now in this season before it, this could be a right good time for us, you know, just to slowly and surely move this, get ourselves into a yeah. position of, you know what I mean? It's exciting. But again, yeah, I think um, when, when we drew with Dundee United, um, it was a little bit doom and gloom. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I think people were just looking at the impact on the league table. No one was actually looking at the game and going, well, that was a good game. It was pretty even. We had chances. It was just, we've dropped points at home. It's a disaster. We're six yeah. behind. It'll be 20 by Christmas, and this is going to be the worst... This is going to be the worst league ever. But, you know, Rangers haven't been playing well and they're still not... And, and I know this is slightly conflicted because they're still four points ahead, but they, they're they by and large the same team that they were last year. You know, we're a, a team, you know, a year on, we've just played 10 different players uh, in the same fixture, um, you know, versus 12 months ago. So we're a team that has been... Uh, turning over players and, and, and rebuilding what we're doing they're by and large the same and are not playing as well as they they were um, so th- I think that's what was the frustration earlier in the season was that we were we were dropping points mm-hmm. uh, and you know weren't capitalizing on any of the dropped points that that that, that Rangers were were sending our way um, and I think that's where a lot of the frustration came from. Whereas again, you can see from the weekend, they they drop points and we win, and suddenly, you know, that it feels like the pendulum's swimming, swimming, swinging back again. Um, so I, I think it's, um, you know, it is too early to call the league. Um, it's it's too early to kind of call whether Ange is going to be a success or not. Um, it's too early to write off players, you know. Six weeks ago, Carl Starfelt was hopeless. Yeah. Um, as the game goes by, there's less and less chatter about him. Um, he like, you know, geez, well, he works hard, didn't he? He works hard. And he keeps so, going. He, he, made, he made a mistake last night and Fadden talked about it for three minutes. Like I was like, lads, come on. Like, like We're allowed to make mistakes. You know, they were like, pure right on him. But then you know, you know, he's probably not. He's probably still. He's still he's probably still living in his car. I mean, he's hardly the type of. You know what I mean? So, I think I think giving us time to build is 
is important and yeah, two, two away wins in a row. St Johnston at home on Saturday, yeah. win again. Hopefully, know, fingers crossed that that's the outcome. And you know, it's hopefully a bit of pressure on on Rangers when they play on the the Sunday to to come up with the result. A nice wee bit of time as well, eh? Because you're finishing. You're, you've got three days of like sort of time with the team. I just think just just to finish up because I just think. And I was again sort of. There's some leagues that are great to win. Like so, mm-hmm. some seasons we can go back and forward and back and forward. But this would be a great, great league to win. Just mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because as you say, we've had all this. I'm sure we'll have more trials and tribulations as the as the days and weeks go on. There's two things are coming up. They're just just to just to, not to. I feel like worry beats out, but there's two things crop. The African and Asian football things. The Tom Rogic's going to be away. Hugo's going to be away. Sorrow might be away, but I think that's about it. And then the transfer window. What can Angie bring? And uh, so it could be very, very exciting, you know. And I think it is. I think it's turning this way. It's beginning to swing that way. But I don't think it's going to be like just a a full steam Celtic win the next nine league games and then go to. Uh, Go and play Rangers and see what come what may. I think it's it's going to be still a wee bit of sticky points. I still don't think we've got enough cover to play Angie's relentless way all the time because he's just he want and he, he's saying that himself. So he's saying basically what I'm saying. Uh, so you know what I mean. But delighted, Mister Henry. You enjoy your. What did you say? You've still got a week to look forward to. So you've only got two more days to to knock your pan in. I uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so I will. Uh, I think I think the yeah I think patience was always going to be a big a big uh, commodity this season. The 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 football fan, the typical football fan, has a very short term memory uh, when it comes to you know results um, and you know sorry not short term memory for results. Got a very short term outlook. Um, yeah. You know, it's all about you know we're, we're talking about now. So, you know, in a couple of games' time, if, if results don't go our way, we'll, you know, everyone will be going mental again um, and wondering what's going on and why are we playing this way. Um, you know, I think it is it is a very difficult environment to try and take a long term view and try and build something slowly, um, especially in the league we're in. It's not you know we're in a two horse race with Rangers for it so if it's if it's not us it's them and that's unacceptable I wonder, but I, so, wonder I wonder maybe the old Jamie Farts man like they went to Ibrox and got a draw and yeah, I don't know I Dundee mean, United are doing well. I'm not saying that it's not a two horse race but <laughs> you need other player other player bit back players to, to raise their game and the Jamie Farts go I mean Jeez, oh, you just look at the calendar years ago and you go like right that's three points remember Craig Levine played that mad defensive thing remember, remember he, like he, he put his defenders in the halfway line and Morelos ran through and scored or something like that so I mean like they're, they're given they're not an easy team to play against and we need teams like no. that to chip away at them as well you know because that starts yeah, no, negativity I think the problem with these teams is they don't have the squads that that you know we'll have uh, you know, we, we we say we've got a few areas to cover. You know, if if they're not getting their first 11s out and they pick up, uh, you know, 
a few injuries, then you know they, they will be up against it. But yeah, I don't mean that to discredit the the opposition. You know, it's 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 always good when the the top of the table is a bit tighter, and I think that was one of the the poor things last season was we were awful, and so was the rest of the league. So. You know, Rangers with a, a 25 point gap was not only down to us being rubbish, but the rest of the league just not being up to it at all either. Whereas you, it, it's always more interesting when you have other teams that are are turning up each week. So this this season, you know, we're seeing Hearts, Dundee United, and Hibs until they got a bit of a a, a doing at the weekend had been looking pretty pretty good as well. Motherwell are a bit more. A bit more back to the to the way they have been, and and that they're in the you know a top half of the table team rather than one fighting relegation. Um, so no, I think I think all that's positive. And St Johnson are have been a bit slow to get going, but again, you would expect after the the season they had last season that they'll 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 have a few good results in them still to come this yeah. season in the league as well. So it's a positive positive podcast from Martin Henry and Paul Kane. Happy yeah, days, eh? Happy days. I'm delighted. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, as well. It's great. It's just, yeah, it's great. It's really good. It's really interesting. And yeah, Paul and Goalie comes back and plays for Celtic, Celtic again and what happens against St. Johnson. It's just, it's, it, it, it's what we want to see. We want to get intrigue. We want to see these players uh, players do well. And when you've got goals like Tumble scored, Tumble's goal against Mullerwood's Absolutely top draw. I was like, come yeah. on, come on. He's absolutely smashed it, hasn't he? Oh, wasn't as good as Stevens Betty penalty kick and full technicolour as well the weekend, I think, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like well, just for the, the listeners, Stephen takes a penalty kick with both his arms getting like he's after a windmill like Betty used to and like he's Beckham, doesn't he? <laughs> but, but forgot so to tell. I remember Beckham had like his own clothing line that had like the arms out. <laughs> Your uh, Stephen video, video got his daughter to video and commentary, which I was pretty proud of her. But uh, she forgot to video the goal, so we didn't know if he actually had scored. <laughs> it just we just seen the strike. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> story of my life. But anyway, fantastic. Thanks, everybody, again for listening. We'll be back probably next week as well. We will be back next week because uh, these pesky international uh, killers a wee bit, but hopefully that will disappear. And uh, not disappear, we're doing Scotland, are doing well, but we'll just keep going. Appreciate everybody listening to us. Thanks again, Martin Henry, you're a star man. And uh, yeah, enjoy the weekend, then, eh? You take care. Come on, oops. See ya. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.